The military community has been divided over an ongoing trial of a Navy SEAL. Chief Edward R. Gallagher stands accused of killing a wounded ISIS fighter in Iraq, as well as shooting at civilians multiple times. He has denied all charges and pleaded not guilty. His own platoon has turned against him, revealing to the public what they say Gallagher did, which was beyond how troops are supposed to act in war. Still, Gallagher has a strong contingent of support. Some members of the military, Republican lawmakers, conservative media, and President Donald Trump. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is a special episode of your San Diego News Fix. Andrew Dyer, you're the military reporter for the Union Tribune, and you've been covering the ongoing Gallagher trial. I am calling you at Naval Base San Diego, where you are on your lunch break. So when you explain, since we last spoken, what happened yesterday with the forensics experts? Uh, yesterday, the experts um, testified about um, some... Uh, I'm so sorry, Daniel. I'm, my brain... I'm trying to recall this. Um the well, the forensics was in the morning. I don't know if we covered that in the pod yesterday. Not um, really, no. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, <clears throat> uh, we heard from two forensics experts yesterday um, in the case against Chief Gallagher. Uh, one was a video, audio, uh, photo uh, forensic analyst who uh, kind of put some time stamps on some videos that were shown in court a couple of videos were from a helmet cam worn by one of the SEALs. Another video was uh, posted to YouTube by a, a Middle Eastern news agency. And, and you'll have to forgive me. I'm not sure which one this was. But um, uh, in the uh, news clip, uh, they said it was about 9 a.m. This looked to be directly after this building that the young ISIS fighter was allegedly inside of when it was hit with a missile strike. Um, the reporter interviews him. He, you know, appears to be in distress and in mm-hmm. pain, but he is responding to questions. Um, the next videos were helmet cam footage from the SEALs, and they look to be uh, roughly an hour and a half later at the SEALs compound. The uh, young fighter was moved by Iraqi forces to the, the SEALs' location, um, and so they kind of put dates to those. Some audio in the video was enhanced. You could hear some of the banter between the SEALs. Um, You hear uh, Chief Gallagher say, I got it, I got it. And that was uh, supposedly right after they they got the fighter, right? Right, and and in the video you see Gallagher kneel down next to him, take out his medical bag, put pressure on the injured leg. The young fighter, like, lurches up and, like, yells in pain. And Gallagher kind of, you know, pushes on his, his pelvis area to kind of push him back to the ground. Um, to, in testimony, we've learned that um, they did give this young fighter ketamine to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a dissociative. So it kind of, you can then perform medical procedures on them. They put in a, a crick into his throat. Um, they suspected he had a condition called blast lung. Um, another forensics expert testified that his symptoms as described by medics in the platoon were consistent with a lung injury uh, from somebody near an explosion. So they did the, uh, the, the crick to open an airway from the throat. They inserted a chest tube on the left side of the fighter's body. They also um, did a, an IV, and you'll have to forgive me again, I don't know the technical term, mm-hmm. but it's an IV that goes directly into the sternum, that's the middle of the chest. Um, to quickly administer 
you know, pain medication or, or, or whatnot to the, uh, the injured, the patient. So all of this is kind of like before the alleged stabbing. We don't have any actual evidence of the, the exact moment of stabbing, right? No. All we have are these videos leading up to the medical care of this individual. Um, there are photos of the young fighter uh, apparently deceased with all manner of medical debris around him, the bags that the bandages were kept in and, and stuff like that. And then much later video of some SEALs operating a quadricopter drone in the vicinity of the body, um, at times bouncing it off of the off of the body. Um, now that video incidentally was published this morning by a military news site, Task and Purpose. So, um, yeah, if you want to look at it, it's 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 out there. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it was just more context as to how the fighter was captured and how they administered aid but it doesn't necessarily impact the testimony of Scott, correct? Well, it it does. Scott said that there wasn't blood um, when Gallagher stabbed the fighter, um, but the uh, forensic pathologist um, testified that some in the photo you could see pool of blood under the um, the fighter's neck, his right shoulder, and going down his right upper arm, kind of under the body. Um, you can't see under the body. You don't know how much blood is there, but there is blood, and there's a large bandage on the entire right side of, of the fighter's neck, um, which would be where he was allegedly stabbed. Um, however, uh, and, and the and the, um, the forensic pathologist testified that that type of bleeding was consistent with the stabbing described by both Scott and Miller. Um, he said that if somebody was stabbed around the clavicle right where the neck meets the shoulder and the blade went into the chest cavity. It, it, it could have severed a major artery inside the chest, which would not result in the significant amount of blood outside the body. So just internal bleeding, internal bleeding. Correct. Correct. And he also said that these wounds would have been fatal. So that was yesterday. What are we hearing today? Um, well, uh, at the end of the day yesterday, we heard uh, direct examination of a prosecution witness, Joe Warpinski. He's the lead NCIS investigator in the Gallagher case. He's been somewhat of a boogeyman to, uh, to the Gallagher family and the defense team. Um, they've been eagerly anticipating getting Warpinski on the stand. Um, they've, they've said several times that his investigation was sloppy and that he started with a conclusion and built everything towards that. So this morning um, was his cross-examination. The attorney, Mark McCasey, who is on the Gallagher team, is also um, one of Donald Trump's personal attorneys. Um, He led the cross-examination of Orpinski, and he very methodically went through the investigative process, what the rule book says you're supposed to do, and then uh, proceeded to kind of deconstruct what Orpinski did in the Gallagher investigation few things stood out in that, um, you know, Warpinski had uh, a lot of text messages between him and, and different witnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, the the key point, I think, of the case the defense is trying to make about Warpinski and NCIS is um, that in his 
when he asked for a search warrant to search the Gallagher home, he didn't. Uh, he said that, you know, uh, that Miller had told him that the stabbing led to the fighter's death. Uh-huh. But in the transcript of his interview with Miller, Miller never directly says that. Um, I don't know how much hmm. the jury is going to buy into this. That the defense is allegedly saying that, you know, Warpinski, essentially they're saying that Warpinski lied to the judge to get the search warrant. Um, and is that the biggest kind of uh, thing that he did wrong uh, from the perspective of the Gallagher family? Or are there other things that, as an investigator, he did that crossed a line? There are other things. In the text messages, some of which were read aloud in court, um, Warpinski um, calls another attorney, um, and I'm going to paraphrase, uh, an idiot. An idiot attorney, I believe, is the exact wording. Um, speaking about an attorney that represents several of the witnesses in the case, um, including Corey Scott. Um, he also, uh, you know, he he tells the, some a witness to check out a story running in the Navy Times. He uh, kind of talks flippantly about aspects of the case. Um, once. Chief Miller provides a piece of information. He responds, you know, that's great. This is awesome. This is really helpful evidence. Um, this uh, may be a little bit more familiar than what you would expect between an investigator and um, witnesses in the, in the case they're involved in. Yeah, he sounds like more gung-ho than you'd expect. Yeah, well, I think you have to keep in mind is that, you know, Rapinski worked this case for, you know, it's two years now. So, um and maybe he did become familiar with these guys. Um, but in no, like, smoking gun, I guess you'd say. Nothing really stood out as being um, as being that significant. Um, but, you know, it's difficult to read what the what the jury makes of of these things. Yeah, and it's, it's part of a, a wider case, so it's, it's just one small piece of a larger puzzle. All right, Andrew Dyer, let's go back to the courtroom. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks, Daniel. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix. You can support our journalism by signing up for any or all of our print and digital products at uniontrib.com slash subscribe. Until next time.